Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ryan Teas is here. Hola. If you don't know Ryan, you haven't listened to the show. And I hope you do listen to the show. Or maybe they just skip through all the parts that I talk. Maybe. You know, people like Which to skip be, through stuff. This is a very complex method of avoidance. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't recommend it. You still going to therapy? Uh-huh. Still enjoying it? Uh-huh. Still helping you? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, uh, man... I've still been having the anxiety and the exhaustion and stuff. And, and uh, you know, I think it, 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 at times it's getting a little better, but I'm still, you know, optimistic and still trying to figure it out. That's all you can do. So if you're struggling with anxiety, you know, get help. There's always, there's always help out there, you know. Um, be good to yourself first and foremost. I mean, know that people deal with it. You're not alone, that's for sure. Um, also, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for making our podcast, you know, your, 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 uh, your podcast for the week. Um, you know, this is a guy, a very funny comedian, mm -hmm. actor, Adam Ray. And if you don't know him, that's fine, but I, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn something about people that you don't know. So I really appreciate those that are, that don't look at and say, Adam Ray, I don't know Adam Ray, so I'm not going to listen or so-and-so I'm not going to listen. I really appreciate you guys listening and supporting each podcast, and it means a lot. Um, if you want to follow us on social, it's at Inside You Podcast on uh, Instagram and Twitter. No, Facebook. Facebook, Instagram and Facebook, and at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. If you want to join Patreon and support the podcast, we need you more than ever. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you and uh, become a patron. Support the podcast. I'll message you as soon as I can. Thank you. It's really me. I do send these messages. And there's all different top tiers. Some of the top tiers, uh, the, all the top tiers get their names shouted out at the end of every episode. So I just really appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, there's so many podcasts. And, you know, that's all I'll say about that. Um, you know, I've been to a lot of cons. I want to thank everybody for seeing me in Raleigh and in Boston and in Australia and Illinois. It was a lot. It was, you know, it was very exhausting, but it was it was awesome to see so many people doing the small of the nights and seeing patrons and getting to meet some patrons that I hadn't met before. And uh, I just really appreciate it. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. Also, if you want to go to the Inside of You online store, we've got tons of stuff like Smallville Lexmas scripts signed by me. Inside You glasses and mugs and tumblers and uh, other autograph pictures from me. Um, lunch boxes, Smallville lunch boxes. Go to the Inside of You online store. Get you something nice. Get yourself something nice. And um, also... The album, Sunspin, my my band, Sunspin, our new album's coming out soon. So keep going on sunspin.com to check out when it's available. You can see a bunch of merch there, and you can book us for a Zoom. You can book us for a show, sunspin.com. Uh, without further ado, this is a very funny man. I'm, I had a, a good time interviewing him. He had a lot of, uh, he's very animated impressions, um, a cool story. And uh, it was a delight to have on the episode. A good energy. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Let's get inside of Adam Ray. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You. 
with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Did you ever see the movie Kids, by the way? Oh, it made me throw up. Go put those heads on, those cans. Put those heads on. Kids yeah. was a movie that... Before Euphoria. It was startling. It was a startling. I remember he had AIDS and he was like kind of in a wheelchair on and like I, I don't even yeah. I, I have no legs was a song I think that someone sang who didn't have legs. Really? Yeah. In it the movie, a, it was a musical. It wasn't, but there was a kid that sang a song in a wheelchair about not having legs I at a party, that. at a house party. I don't remember that. I remember when someone showed that to me. I think it was sixth or seventh grade, and I'm growing up in Lake Forest Park, Washington, baby. I work at the local Albertsons. I've got, you know, the get the girl in the service deli is trying to, you know, give me hand jobs in exchange for, you know, uh credibility. Wait, wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Because she's 26, I'm 17. She offered you hand jobs for credibility. Well, no, I just I say that what I mean by that is I was younger at the grocery store. Right. She was older. I think she dug the idea of being with a younger dude. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You hadn't had sex by that point. How old, no. were, how old were you? 17. 17. Yeah, I didn't have sex till I was like 18 years old. That was about, yeah, I think 19 with my Not by choice. high school girlfriend. Not yeah. by choice. Really? Well, yeah, I think you want to have You're sex. A charismatic together. fella. Yeah, but I was the shortest kid in my high school. I was nerdy. Yeah, that's not I was, happen, I didn't, I, yeah, I, I know. Short, I knew, actually. You I weren't short. That, no, I take that back. Well, uh, there was a kid named Bub Bergstrom. I'll say his full name. He uh, is a great dude. He used to wear overalls with no shirt and crush the woman uh, sexual game. Crush the woman. <laughs> Sorry, it's early. <laughs> he would crush the woman. I was trying to think. I, I don't want to say crush the crush pussy. He would crush the um, the the sex uh, the sex game. The game of sex. He really? Would, he would play it a, a game lot. that I didn't know much about. Be now, was it truly? only just your call or do you think like there are other factors other than being uh, short? I, I don't think i started puberty till late so i had no hair on the um genitalia girls I, want that uh no they don't no they don't they want but they want to know you can get it do you know i've talked about this ryan you know i've talked about this but like we'd play sometimes uh <clears throat> uh what is it called shirts and skins and uh, if i was a skin i'd say i'll take the zero i'm not i can't play and yeah me. and i remember mike curry i've talked about this mike curry had the hairiest armpits and i was so jealous i used yeah. to pray for armpit hair and <laughs> i had and he's like rosenbaum but, why don't you have armpit hair you're you're 16 years old and i'm like oh, i'm a swimmer and he's like what i'm like you know it's aerodynamics i knew i was smart enough to to know about swimmers so I used that. That wasn't really a That's story. a great excuse. It was. I didn't have any hair. Armpit hair. You so were you, hairy. I envied you. Yeah, I started shaving, I think, a sixth grade summer. I was in Arizona with my dad and stepmom, and he brought in a razor, and he's like, I think you're going to need, need this. And I was like, oh, now you want to be in my life? I'm joking. Uh, by the way, that's an incredible Indiana Jones statue. You like the Indiana Jones statue? It's unbelievable. This is a magnet. Like, it's it's a, it's kind of heavy. It's like the, what do you call this? The the baby Buddha? Wasn't it the baby Buddha from Major League? Joe Boo? No, I don't know what that is. It's just, but anyway, it's it's what Indiana Jones gets. Am I sitting where Mark Paul Gosler sat, or did you? Do yes, that he was sitting right where you sat. No, he was, uh, on, he was Zoom. on Zoom. No. He was on Zoom. He was in a Zoom. I mean, look, you've had a lot of fantastic people on your podcast. So have you on your podcast? But that one was very cool to me. Really? Why is it that you got a crush on Mark Paul? No. Crush a big crush on Kelly Kapowski. Oh yeah, yeah. And Brad course. and I, when Brad Williams was doing about last night with me, we went to her house and had Tiffany Amber on, and that was a, that was a real treat. But Mark Paul, come on, man, didn't get cooler than that. 
when you were growing up. Really, you were Saved cool. by the Bell fan. You watched it. Hey, man, the college years. I mean, everybody did. I didn't watch the college years, though. Well, then, yeah. If you didn't watch the college years and you didn't see Mike Golick be the RA for their dorm floor and you didn't see fucking <laughs> the Hawaiian-style movie with, with Mr. Carosi and Leah Remini, Scientology. No. Did you, Ryan? No. No. All right, let's shift gears. Sh just shift him. Hey, by the way, you, so you grew up in Seattle. Yeah. Were you an only child? No. Uh, it was my mom, sister, and dad and I, then folks split, then mom and I, sister and I. Then sister went away. My mom calls me one day, and she goes, hey, um, can you have uh, Kirk's mom? I was staying at my buddy's place. Uh, drop you off. Your sister and her boyfriend uh, took all your clothes and all your money and a bunch of my money and some of our shit and took the van, and they're gone. And I was like, yeah, I'll get a ride. And so uh, come back home, and wow. then they were just on their way to AZ, and then ended up, she went to a girl's school right from Oregon, where they ran out of gas, and for about three years. And so it was just mom and I, pretty much through high school. Was that tough, not having like a father figure around there? Because um, then you don't know any different, probably. But you know what? Then in retrospect, what do you think? I've thought about this uh I still have not done therapy. And have you not done any therapy? I went twice when they split. My mom made me go to a marriage counselor, and the guy was like, he had a little plastic hoop and uh, a and basketball I, hoop. Yeah, and I would always come in and shoot because I'm a big basketball guy, and I would shoot and and for probably the whole hour, and then like sit down for the last five minutes, and he'd be like, "So, uh, are you feeling any better?" And I go, "No, he does not." See you next week. And he just wouldn't push me. And then one day I remember went in and I shot and uh, bounced off the rim. And he just fucking one arm grabbed the offensive rebound and goes, we're going to talk today. No more shooting hoops until we talk. And I was like, oh, Tim Allen style. He and, was serious. Yeah. And I sat down and I still barely opened up. And I was just like, who the fuck are you, man? What you kind what of questions does he ask? As a, how old are you as a kid? He asked me like. <clears throat> this was probably i was nine so 91 nine years old what do you ask a nine he asked me questions kid? like who do you want your mom to bang next uh, without saying bang i'm joking he no he would <laughs> he would say who would you like your mom to be with where did he touch you no he would go um he would uh what would he say like what just very generic i think the idea of talking to someone that i had no, like no connection to i'm like right. bro there's already a lot to unpack here and i think this is partly into why I'm a comedian and why I've probably not and dealt with it uh, in pieces as I've gotten older, but I just go, it is what it is. Like dad's moving on. I want mom to be happy. I really have no control over this. I'm going to kind of just like, it's easier just to push it down and press on than it is to like, I was like, I'm a kid. I, I had some awareness of like, I don't want to have to like go through all this. So let me just go. What is it? Going to dad's? I got two houses now. Is that kind of how it is? You're like, how do I get through this? Yeah. Let's just get through it. I Glass don't need to talk about full. it. Don't address it. Dude, yes. Don't address it. Yes. So, and uh, and I don't think it's like hurt me. I definitely. <laughs> you say that with pause. For sure. With hesitance. I, I definitely, looking back, go, I I wouldn't want it any other way because my mom crushed it. Single mom, four jobs. Her and I became best friends and, and enemies because it was like, I'm in this formidable time. Is that the right word? Formidable? Sure. That could be a good Influential, word. impressionable time. Sure. Is impressionable Don't the same as formidable? Me, You're talking to me. I'm like general English and shit. <laughs> so it was a Ask time where- words. Well, I did take a word power course. <laughs> Dude, COVID made you forget words. Give me your best word, your biggest word. Throw it at me. The word that just came to mind was conundrum. After that, Bukaki. After that, 
supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's see, fuck. Even, even that, that I can't finish. Put that one out. You don't have that one. If you say it round enough, you always have to close it. What is it? How the song go? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound. Precocious. Do you remember that, Ryan? Cue yeah. the cartoon dance. And then fucking Dick Jesus. Van Dyke comes in doing the step ball change. <laughs> Dick and the Van Dyke. I got a good Dick Van Dyke for you joke after this, after the podcast. I, I'm surprised, though, that you're, how old are you? 39. 39 years old, and yeah. you have not ever, I'm not surprised. I don't want to tell everybody that. I can't believe you're not in therapy. Hey, have I, have I been told to go? Yeah. By who? Girlfriends? Ex-girlfriends? My sixth grade girlfriend. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> A lot of, um, yeah, my mom, and not even for, I think there's been times when I've probably gotten angry about stuff that it wasn't about, and then people like my mom or whatever go, it's it's not about that, it's about that, so go deal with that. And and again, it's just like, I know a lot of comedians that do it. Um, you Are you also a member of the therapeutic tribe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And swear by it, I'm sure, right? Yeah, so is Ryan. Ryan started not that long ago. Well, we know Ryan's time. in therapy. And I Ryan, came in, and this guy looked like he was getting ready to lay down again. So I'm t- <laughs> He's ready to lay down. He thought you were a therapist. He's yeah, he thought I was a therapist. Ryan, um, but it's working, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it comes out of my eyes. I get it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, no. No, it you're helps. soft. It helps. You're, you're a sweet kid, and I, I get I get gentle therapy, like it worked for me vibes from you, Ryan. Are, are I, women always trying to fix you? Uh, or vice versa? No. I'm always, I became a, so it was just mom and I growing up and then sister came back and I was the peer mediator at like eight. Before my sister actually bounced uh, when I was in middle school, I was peer mediator. So it was like at eight and nine, like mom and sister would be just, and I would like go in separately and calm down and bring them together like crazy. So always a fixer people pleaser just wanting things to Me be too. cool again Me just too. wanting to make it Me okay too that's why i loved actually didn't love the school whatever but all the aspects of school and being social and being involved in plays and sports and and so much because that was a distraction man once i got home it was like oh man that was just this heavy cloud of like just what what's happening you know and my mom being sad and sister being you know uh just a little wild and taking my mom down and then dad fucking up shit and and them just trying to figure it out so school was like man i don't have to think about any of that right now so you liked school i mean liked the i like going to and then once i started to become a funny kid when um, when was that when was sixth grade sixth grade so i was the fat kid getting teased a lot fat you were overweight buddies. yeah man like when you say oh when you say fat you mean fat or you mean just a little overweight so take uh lizzo and add 12 pounds who's lizzo come on who's, who's lizzo come on really yeah. the um <laughs> the music artist i don't know i'm stuck in the 70s she, and 80s it's fine lizzo huh well uh guys sorry about this no it's I, fine I, I, not you i'm sorry to my audience Look, for not knowing lizzo nobody should be surprised <laughs> That a guy with an Indiana Jones statue doesn't know <laughs> Thank who Lizzo you. is. Thank you. You're also fine, by the way. There's so many artists I don't know. Yeah. She just is, she had a moment enough to where you go, all right, I can't ignore uh, understanding who this person is for a little bit. Okay. And just but a, you like a, her. a big presence. You like her music. Not even that. Just using the example of someone uh, who's someone a little who's, larger than life. She's a little larger than life. I don't know, but she's, okay, so you were happy. She's probably pushing two and a half bills. Okay. I said, add 12 pounds to that. That was a joke. So that's you, that you were a big kid. Big kid. Um, to where like when I went on a diet in this, at the sixth grade party and they had all these snacks around, teachers oh, would go, man. Ray, you're reaching for vegetables, but there's pizza right there. 
just fucking no shame. Teachers being like, <clears throat> hey, you fat fuck. Why are you going for the veggies? We know you want to just motorboat That's that pepperoni. Terrible. And I was like, yeah, you know, just Pete doesn't sound good. Just trying to make a joke. Ah, let me bitches. ask you though. Yeah. Let me ask you, where were you? Did you think that the weight issue happened when your dad left? Yikes, dude. Probably. Okay. I'm just throwing that at you. These are things oh, you learn the in feelings. therapy. Yeah, of course. But also I know that. And that's not worth going to break that. Like, I know that I was uh, bumming. And that's probably why I started doing that. Comfort food, all that bullshit. And then I just had enough. And I was like, and my grandpa would even say, you know, you can't wear sweatpants at your bar mitzvah. <laughs> Sounds like me. I'm Which right. was like such a great passive way of being like, hey, chunky legs. You know, you fucking got chicken breasts for tits and chicken thighs for legs. And I was like, all right, man. And so. Uh, People really harassed you, though. They, they laid it in. Laid it I used to do you. a joke about that. It's like, I didn't know I was a fat kid until I got signs from people. Like, I was such a happy-go-lucky kid. So until, oh. like, a dad was like, hey, you got time for a titty fuck after you finish that Pop-Tart? <laughs> like, Jesus. that would be the way that would joke. That would be the way that <laughs> no, I'd go, oh, joke. man, I have, maybe I should make a change. Because I get, so, and most of my friends wouldn't uh, say anything or care because they didn't. But then some kids are cruel and they use it to to get at you and so uh finally started losing weight and just dropped it like that because i was so active. how old sixth grade to seventh grade probably lost 40 to 50 pounds and uh which was all i needed which was changed your life oh yeah and but again i was so when i was a fat kid i started making people laugh and i was the funny kid now so that's why i started chasing that it came easy i was doing impressions of friends and teachers we'd prank call uh this girl that we all had a crush on as a guy friend of ours that she had a crush on. I pretend, pretend to, be, to be him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'd pretend to be her to him. So I do the girl voice and call him as her <laughs> just, yeah, diabolical, but just like all sorts of that type of shit where I was like, Oh, look how good I'm making people feel versus how awful I was being made feel to right. feel. It was just that. So, Hey man, didn't need therapy to figure that out. I was like, Oh cool. I'm going to keep doing that. Cause it feels good and it feels, it feels good for me and I'm making people um, happy. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I've been using this stuff, Ryan, for focus. Uh, I just feel better, a sense of well-being. If you want to help resist aging at the cellular level, you got to try Qualia Synaletic. Um, have you heard about Synaletics, Ryan? Uh I have a little bit, but why don't you tell me about it's it? It's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why we use Qualia Senolytic. If someone would have told me that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I, you know, I wouldn't have believed it. And then I tried Qualia Synaletic. And just to let you guys know, I was trying this stuff before they became a sponsor, and I've said this before, but it's important to know because I love this product before they were the, uh, our sponsor. And I felt like it was working for me. I felt like I had a focus. I just felt my memory, everything, uh, sense of well-being. I just felt better. And um, I know people, listeners that have come up to me saying how much it works for them. And I like that. I like that it's, it's not just me that notices the effects, but everyone else around me. 
As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with the middle age feeling, also known as zombie cells. They are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. It's kind of like pruning and the yellowing uh, of, of dead leaves off a plant. Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And you get a 100-day money-back guarantee. Um, like I said, my energy levels are up. I feel younger when I take it. I feel more focus, less aches and pains, and Lord knows I have those. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. You've heard me talk about Shopify. It's because I use Shopify. I love it. It's so easy to use. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch or online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Why it's so easy is when I want to add a product, you just go to your Shopify page, and under products, you hit products. It says add a product, and then you go in there and you add a picture of your product, which is self-explanatory right there, a little description, how much it weighs, how many of the item you have, and you're ready for business. It's so easy, and I say that because I can do it, and the analytics are easy to see what your best-selling product is and uh, you know what's not selling so you don't reorder things that aren't working, and it's just so easy to use, and I, uh, I really dig it. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Yeah, I sell t-shirts and, and tumblers and scripts and whatever you want to sell, it doesn't matter. You can do it on Shopify. Once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You've heard me talk about BetterHelp, and it has helped a lot of people, a lot of my friends and family, and uh, it's just so important. I, I find therapy to be so helpful in so many different ways. A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. What do, when do you feel sad how often do you get sad because look i've seen like you have such a body of work like you've done i mean pam and tommy hacks young rock curb your enthusiasm rest development ballers silicon valley i mean rick and morty workaholics the, the, the list goes on and on you've done so much work and i'm like okay he's got a uh stand-up uh comedy uh tour tour Career. i mean yeah. like all these things going on with yeah. you and i always think but what's what's going on behind? What happens when he gets home when he's alone? What happens? I, I think about that with a yeah. lot of people because I think about that with myself. Great I'm question. like making everybody laugh. I'm the center of attention. I'll look at him. I'm having a party. I'm going to the beach. And then I get home and I go, why am I miserable? Totally. Are you that? No, but I definitely have. I mean, I all I know about being a Gemini is that you got um, two sides, right? So the twins. And I'm not too astrological aside from that. But I do have a... Um, not life of the party switch, but like the performing ability and to be able to hang and like, um, like last night went to uh, see uh, my buddy Dana Carvey and Spade do a live pod with Sandler and then went to the comedy store and did Wait, a Wait, who was doing a live uh, podcast? Dana Carvey and Spade. And they, had they, they were on. on, they were on the a stage. Yeah. And they the had Will Sandler turn. come on at yeah. the wall turn. It was for two hours. It was incredible, man. Just seeing these guys that are homies and legends just mix it up was like really cool. And Sandler, you just how often you get to see him out and about live for longer than a talk show appearance. It was very cool, man. And talk about real shit. Real shit. And it was just awesome. They were just you can tell being buddies and having camaraderie really, really matters. And right. uh and then went and did a spot and I was just like on cloud uh nine, nine the whole uh night and with a, a couple buddies and my fiance, and we were just having a good time. And then and then yeah, like definitely you get home there is that like drop in energy and adrenaline that you just kind of but i i um you address it you're aware of it yeah i also just do a good job i think and this is probably something i innately did when i was younger which which was try to make sure i'm so busy like knowing that i had this to look forward to was got me juiced for going to bed and getting up so like really? and when i have things like that i'm i i don't i can't bump like I got, but there's a, something to be said about that, though, because don't you have to learn how to be alone? Don't you have to learn how to not be? Busy oh, I have learned how to be alone. I mean, I was alone for, I mean, until I met my fiance. I mean, that whole time from, uh, you know, I probably five, and, and also being a comic, you are always alone. I mean, it's like and being single and just be. I mean, it's such a solo adventure in this business. You're alone, yeah. And so, 
I I think the business, for better or for worse, has made me thicker skin, all the rejection and the look, there's been times, yeah, for sure, that I've been very low from probably a mixture of like family stuff, which has just been a lot of, uh, and then the business where you're just like, man, like I just need a W in one of these departments to like pick me out of it. And not to say that that makes you stronger, but um, I mean, look, I definitely wish no kid to ever get teased <clears throat> for anything. Kids are cruel. That stuff really sticks. You know what that's like. Oh, yeah. And especially with the weight stuff. Like I even see one of my nieces now. She's actually in the past few months gone through a little bit of a growth spurt, but she was starting to get it. And man, that just ate at me. It made me so sad to where I was like, I'm going to fly up there and beat the fuck out of a nine-year-old. And, I'm, and there's no there's no stopping me. And the guy at the Delta desk is like, I advise against that. You and got I'm like, that far. I'm a medallion desk. member. You know what that means? <laughs> I could do anything I want. I could do anything. And so, uh, and you have to back me up. And and so, but then again, like the tease, like, again, I am who I am. I'm, the amount of empathy and compassion I have for people, how I'm such a people person, why I love doing crowd work on uh, stage, why I talk to everybody. And I'm, I, you know, probably have, more uh you know I'm, I'm nice to everybody at the comedy clubs and that probably comes from a place if we're gonna do some therapy yeah, of yeah, yeah just not wanting anyone to feel bad because of the times when i go oh i that was awful and and having buddies even at that age that's i think what put it over the edge is when you go there's kids at school that might tease you but then when you have buddies that like start to jump on the train and you're like oh i thought you were like not about that but no one's immune to like fucking being cool or saying something to pick themselves up you know be to with dig the you. crowd yeah. be with the cool people yeah. hey i'm part of that and no judgment but uh but yeah so that's and my fiance is the same way she you know had a a not uh great you know family environment in in some regards and so she's so like i just want to keep it a hundred and positive as much as possible really but but same thing like we both uh you know life gets you into a a, a dark uh, time, it, it, but we just um, we're good about like picking each other up and and being like, yo, count the count the blessings versus what you don't have, which is what this Absolutely. business you can probably attest to that uh, as well, where you're like, when can you adjust your mind to like to to really think what's going on? What have I stacked on in the last couple of years versus what have I not? achieve yeah. and it's such an easier said than done way of thinking but but being insatiable is not always good yeah it's not good at all i think yeah. if you're always expecting like I, I i need more i gotta have more i gotta and you realize but that's not making you happy mm. and it hasn't made you happy mm. success hasn't made me happy it's been a temporary happy it's more yeah. uh you know i always say it's like the colander you know it's like you know you, it just goes right through like you know water goes right through the colander yeah. it's like it, it's just ephemeral it lasts minutes yeah you're like oh my god i'm great i'm really great uh, uh, okay wait when, when can i be great again mm -hmm. i've got to prove myself again i've got to do this again yeah. and then you guys you're like what am i chasing and i i you know for me i think that it's like you know hey love love memories relationships connections those are the most important things in the world and uh so that's what you know i'm working on that more but like you know it's you know for somebody who i didn't have it growing up when i was going through it, school, the it factor well i was you know dysfunctional family like many people have yeah. talked about it but like i didn't feel, i didn't feel loved i didn't feel like i you know yeah. uh and so i looked for it elsewhere and all of a sudden i was the funny guy 
And I was like, oh, I'll make everybody laugh. Yeah. And then, you know, I my friends, their parents would be my surrogate parents. Yeah. You know, I would make them laugh and I'd, be, I'd stay weeks over their house. Wow. And, um, and then I was the funny guy. And I think at that point, as a small boy, I realized you're going to be accepted if you're funny, if you're just being the funny guy and don't be your boring, stupid, ignorant self. That's how I thought. And I went through that for years up till through all my success. Make people laugh. Be good. Be on. You're great. You're great. And eventually you just go, wow, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. And I don't know who the fuck I am. Oh, yeah. And that just gets old. And you got to, I don't want to be 90 and go, what was I doing it for? Was I, who was I doing this fucking shit for? That's a good impression of you at 90, by the way. I, I don't think I'll be alive at 90, but thank I you. I think you will. You think so? Yeah, and that voice sounds like a guy that takes care of himself. Because <laughs> 90, 90 should be a little bit more like that. I don't know. My grandfather, he was 92 when he passed away, and he was like, Mike, you know, you shouldn't fart all the time. Great. Shouldn't fart? Yeah, I always fart. He doesn't like that you fart? Well, he'd say, you know, you're going to do that, and you're not going to know you did it awesome but then i'll be like Great you grandpa with his face on it you're gonna do it and not know you did it farts <laughs> what did i do whoever smelt the delta yeah <laughs> exactly uh yeah that man okay well you're preaching to the choir because yeah i think me with this full head of steam of like let's just fucking push it down worry about it later mm -hmm. make people happy feel good that's a better easier more fun path yeah and then but to my detriment it probably uh you know it's uh allowed me to uh not figure out who i am on and off stage quicker right right because i was like well let's not be that guy that you are let's be but also again but you're on the flip side i feel like i'm i am who i am because of all that shit right sure because of like the 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 being uh, bullied and and the folks thing and and seeing my mom and dad's like just how tumultuous that was and uh and wanting to be on top of that and just have a a, a glass half full approach i am who i am because of all that so i can't there's no part of me that really wants to that would say would i be this if they fucking figured it out and kept their marriage together and stayed in love right probably not you know? Maybe not. Maybe not. Because maybe I would. That's true. I became someone because of you know through uh, their relationship yeah. and what was happening around me. You become your own person, but you're a product of your own environment. Yes. Right. So there is that dysfunction that you don't even know is there. That's just lingering, waiting to get out here and there. And it gets out sometimes. And you do things and you act out, and you're yeah. like, oh, that guy came from a fucked up place. Totally. Yeah. And there's people in your life that hopefully like point that out and go, oh, you did that because of that. But you don't know that yet because you haven't gone up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll learn that. <laughs> but you know what? Also, I have to say, I, I wouldn't get so caught up in therapy and all these things. It's not like, you know, everybody, should, I think, I do believe that everybody should, you know, see therapy at some sure. you know, have therapy at some point. Sure. Just kind of evaluate, have someone objective talking to them. But like, yeah. you know, I mean, too much of anything is probably not good for you. Right. You don't want to get, you know, because what you're doing is working for you. Is it not? I think so. I also just feel like I... I don't ever like to stew on stuff for too long. So the times I have gotten lowered down, I allow myself to feel that for sure, but not feel bad for myself. And I always, if I, I feel like I'm making a meal out of it. If I am going to therapy, if I'm doing something like that to really expand, I've gotten good at, and not just like suppressing, but like sitting back, feeling it, taking it in, and then knowing 
I and allowing myself to to feel that so much so that I'm like, uh, I don't want to feel like this again. So what are you going to do differently that led you to this? Right? Was it you let yourself stew on? some jobs you didn't get or a job you did and you weren't pumped about or some things with some friends bullshit or some family stuff like what, you know, be in more control of that so that we don't get to this spot again. Right. So I feel like I've always been good about just like breaking it down for myself and going like, why you like this and not feeling bad and being, you know, able to, to pick myself out of it. And I take yeah. pride in that. Well, I think you're like, I honestly think you're a great guy. You're one of those guys when I see it like Harlan's house or oh, yeah, man. Harlan Williams, or I see out, I'm like, He's just a. You're just a. You don't feel like, like a, I'm putting on a. No, no. I always I'm just, just seem like, like yeah. Adam's Adam. Adam's just a good guy. He wants to have a laugh. He yeah, wants yeah. to have a moment. He's totally. Just, he's not. He's not. I feel uh, like I'm always present. He so. doesn't have ulterior motives. He's just totally. trying to be in the be in the moment. Yeah, man. Have as much, have as many goofs uh, and uh, and good times as possible. Yeah. And like that's what's cool about our business is like you can really surround yourself with people that like oh yeah that's all, like I mean as soon as I came in here I was just like fuck dude it's it's rules. You're like fucking rules, man. I see that. I think people see my, like they'll come in and see my house. They'll see all the things I have and they'll think, you're happy. You've got all these things. Well, n- n- that's not what I thought. I definitely was like, oh, no, there's something going on here, but uh, too many puppets. Too, too many, many puppets. Yeah, too no, many. And if anything, there's not enough puppets, by the way. <laughs> no, it's, it's just a, it's a, I like that you take uh, pride and an interest in celebrating the cool shit you've gotten to do. That's yeah. very cool because we don't do that enough in any uh, facet of life. But I mean, come on, man! Like you built a very cool thing for yourself, and not like good, not good you word. got like a bunch of cool baseballs up there. I'd love to like know all about. I mean, you've got some fucking. You just got a, a nice variety of uh, of stuff that's all because of what you did. Yeah, and and. and uh, and sometimes and I should sit back and look at it and go, this is, these are cool things. This is a good thing. If you're not, you definitely should. Yeah. And I'm, again, preaching to the choir, but like, yeah, we don't, we're, you know, too much. This business doesn't, there's no course to be like, every now and then, fucking look in, you know, look in the rearview mirror and see where you came from. Yeah, it's man. just like, because I, exactly. it's conditioned us to be like, what's next? It's why they go up to people who've just won the Super Bowl and go, fucking, can you guys do it again? And you're like, hey, man, just did it. Let me fucking sit in that for a minute and go to Disney World or or Panera, You're wherever. You're hundred percent right. The You're hundred percent right. For. You know, you'll do all these things, and then you know somebody will make you feel like shit. My agent has a, a propensity for making me feel like shit inadvertently. He, uh, oh boy, he will uh, just go, dude. This is it. This is it. This is this is the part. This is. The, I go. I, I don't. I don't want to go somewhere for eight months and in the middle of nowhere yeah. and do this. Yeah. I, I, and I feel guilty. And I'm like, I'm thinking about more about what he wants sure. as opposed to what I want. Sure. And um, you know, there comes a time in your life when you have to just go. I want to do what makes me happy, yeah. which fulfills me. Yeah. Because if you just keep doing what other people expect you to do, and you're oh, you're 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 Adam Ray. You're supposed to do this. This is what you let's keep on this. And you're just, I mean, you do things because you love them. Oh yeah. You don't have you you say no. Yeah, I've gotten better at it. Like even and I mean, you know, if I want to go, stand up's been great for that because it's like a friend's birthday thing or whatever that i like the people but i'm like i'd rather go do a show i'd rather and there's part of that that's like i'd rather work and so and not waste a uh a day or an opportunity but it's also all fun somebody just asked me the other day because i'm on you know i was just in 
Madison, Wisconsin for a weekend, then drove to Milwaukee. Uh, on uh, Thursday through Saturday was Madison, then drove to Milwaukee because they just opened an improv there, so I did a night there. So you just rent a car and go from city to city? I've never done that. Did it this time, this time. because my agent was like, do you want to, I can add on this after the weekend, it's close. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that new club. And then drove to Chicago after the show to fly out of Chicago. And that was really fun. And now coming up, I'm going to uh, New York because my mom's going to be out there for a bit and I want to uh, kick it with her. And uh, I was supposed to go to North Carolina, but the show I'm shooting, dates moved. So North Carolina had to be canceled, but I'm going to go to New York to kick with mom because she's going to be out there with some homies. And my mom's just getting older. And I was like, well, let's go You'll stay with a homie and hang with her in New York and just be around her. And then I'll go from there to Atlanta. And then from and then I'm going to stay in Atlanta for a few days because <clears throat> some people from Young Rock are going to be down there. So I'm going to stay with them and then go from there to Kentucky. I'm going to rent a car and drive five hours to Kentucky. Jesus. You have and I'm like, to do all that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot, but that sounds awesome. And uh, Nothing sounds awesome to me. I think that's the problem. No, nothing, it sounds fun Nothing And I know. Awesome. I have buddies that are musicians that are like, you have so many opportunities to lay flat and you don't. And, yeah. like, and I'm not judging you for that, but whoa. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, because uh, – because I also love it. And it's also being a comedian, you're conditioned. You have to live a life worth writing about. I also, though, like, I've never been to Kentucky. I'd love to drive into Kentucky. That sounds like a cool thing. With no kids, you know, and and uh, a zest for it right now, I want to take advantage of that. Yeah. And um, and uh, and I used to always be like, fuck, I can't ever leave LA. I don't want to miss out on everything. So if I am in a space where I'm like, oh, yeah, go do that. Like, then I want to do that. Um, I mean, shit, when I open for my... Buddy uh, Joey Mack and the New Kids on the Block and their concert cruise. That sounded bonkers, but awesome. I'm like, I'm going to go on the cruise and open for them because, and I had, I missed a couple, you know, opportunities because of it, but I was like, that fucking sounds like something I'll never do if I don't do it now. Um, Just to say you did it. You ever, you ever get nervous about no one showing up to your gigs? Do you ever think about that? No. Why? Because all the places I'm would. playing are, are, good places they're built where, in places that are that bringing oh, comedy on state uh where just in madison has been is a like staple of Ma so you it's know a, people are going to be there not even because of you regardless. they're going to be there yes yes clubs are good at that and, and the rooms i'm playing are rooms that just are on top of that but now also it's and that's why i'm also doing so much uh of the road now because of the last few years being a nice little boost on uh, a handful of fronts so more people are coming out because of that so I want to a handful of what? Like uh, a lot of people always come out from all my Adam Carolla appearances, from my pod growing, um, all the shows in the last few whatever uh, years. Now my my listeners will come a thousand percent, you. man. Uh, go go, so go, that's go what, to this guy. He's a good God guy. bless you, man. Like yeah, AdamRayComedy.com for tour dates. Where's my tour date? AdamRay.com. AdamRayComedy.com. AdamRayComedy.com. <laughs> yeah, make sure we know that. Do you have a um, what's the what's your demo of listeners? Do you know? You know, it's it's kind Milfs. of split. It's kind of split right down the middle. It's like, um, I don't know. What is the demographic? It's like uh, rabbis. 26 to 45, 55. Perfect. Yeah, it's all in there. It's all in there. It's, cool a, it's a good mix. I have to look, but or maybe that's my Instagram. Like when you'll do a live show, who's coming out? I want to do a live show. I've never done one. Mike. Because I fear that no one's going to be there. Oh, man, not the case. Also, just stack it up with some homies, man. Really? Get Harlan, Joel, maybe me if you want to fucking, you know. So do my podcast on the road and have a couple of intros. Oh, man. A thousand percent. You're so good. Do it live. Oh, dude. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. What Are you yeah, just nervous I, I, to no, do it or I've what? No, I've thought about it. I had two bookings in Austin, Texas, and then the COVID happened. I had two full sold out places, but I have my guest was Zach Levi, and we were going to do it, and then it sold out. I mean, and then it got COVID. Then COVID happened. 
Had you sold tickets yet for it? It sold out. That's what I'm saying, dude. But that was because of Zach Levi, not me. But maybe a little bit of both. See, that's how I think. But that's, here's, that's what's fucked up about me. It is. I go, it's because of Zach, you not are, me. No one wants me. They, no, I have to have somebody there. Well, that's there. not true. I you, know. You're not I, doing a first-time show. It's, you're, you've established your pod. It's a, it's a part of the fun in people's yeah, lives. But, so, you know, uh, yeah. but you do need a big guest for the live stuff because you, do pe- you don't want to ha- run the risk of it being a small uh, you know, gathering. So, so that's the right move. But right. they're coming because they want to. Yeah, dude. No. It's bo- Allow yourself to, to know that it's both. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I think a live. We should, we should do you a live. Crush Wanna it, do a live dude. one, Ryan? Sure. I think that would be a blast, bro. You don't even have to. I mean, dude, we'll get Bryce to fly in. We'll do one. Maybe you'll have Welling as the guest here in California. We'll do like, dude. A, there's so many venues. You could even do it at the fucking main room of the comedy store, and and just go. All right, I gotta get 350 people in there or hotel cafe. I mean, dude, there's so many spots. You know. Where you can go, all right, do I want to do like a 50 seat thing? And then you just kind of prepare and you just shoot the shit and you do what I'm doing like this. You do this. Obviously, you got people. So you're like, oh, maybe there's a little bit more showiness, but not really. Last night was Spade and and Sandler and and yeah, they're all- Sold out, right? Oh, yeah. And they're all, uh, but also you had John Mulaney at the Forum and Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl. So Did you uh, hear he got attacked on stage? Yeah, I saw that. Crazy, huh? How do you feel about all that? um because you know do you think do you think it has anything to do with that will smith uh oh yeah rock thing? you do oh yeah you think that people have that they feel like they have the privilege now i don't to- think it's gonna i saw somebody post on facebook here we go chappelle attack like i'm like all right man i that's uh you, you're going too far with it i think i don't think it's gonna be as crazy as people think right. i think it definitely gave the same way that uh you know, some of the outlandish things that uh, that Trump would get on TV and say gave a voice to people that think like that to go, oh, cool. I can just start <clears throat> walking into Burger Kings and being like, there aren't any Jews here, are there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it gave, it's given people a reason to go like, oh yeah, if I don't like something, but I don't think it's going to be, you know. Yeah, I don't want to get all political and shit. No. I just was wondering how, you know, you get kind of like. It, it sucks. It definitely, but I've always felt that way. It's a, it's it's weird to just be up there and like most comedy clubs and venues, like they got security, but like no one's really thinking you're, you're taking care of people that might be too sauced up or that are just, um, you know, a distraction and and not in terms of like someone's going to rush the stage. And again, it does happen, but like I've rarely seen, I mean, there's a kid up in Seattle. I know that got hit at an open mic with a guy, he uh with a bat and um i mean dude he was like a half a centimeter away from like just that being a wrap and he had all these skull and brain surgeries and now he's living a a great life and and not uh, doing stand-up anymore still doing it not as much but yeah but like just at an open mic like a guy he wouldn't let on his show came back the following week because the guy was like awful and always be drunk and was like just being rude to people and so he said you can't come so the guy came anyway and hit him with a bat in his head yeah and that type of shit makes me go, oh, yeah, there's nothing to stop. And Crazy this guy people. last night, like, how do he get through? There's always, there's also That's so much going on. You're putting on. yourself out. Do you ever feel like that? Because you're always, you're always, like, people are heckling you and you're always, you know, free, free balling, just yeah. going out there and just rocking yeah. off the cuff, off the cuff, and you say shit. Do you ever worry about, oh, this guy just said that to him. He looks a little pissed. Maybe. And I'll, <laughs> I'll comment on that during the show to the guy if that, if I truly feel like it's, but then, like, that just happened in Irvine a few weeks ago, and then there was this big guy named Gustavo that I was having some fun with. And so then it became a thing of, like, Gustavo's got my back if this guy tries to pull some shit. But but, <laughs> but then I always try to kill it with kindness and make sure that I'm not ever. And that's the thing about my crowd work that I don't like, that I learned from our boy Har- Harland was 
uh, A, to listen and B, uh, to not be a dick about it. And like hit the hit him and hug him thing. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, we all got to fuck with people. So get a little of that, but then like, you know, bring it in and be like, I'm just fucking around. You know, Harlan's is the, he says the most, I mean, he is the king of random shit. Oh yeah. I just, there's only I, one I, of, no, there's only one Harlan Williams. Yeah. I mean, he's like, sir, have you ever uh, made love to a Dairy Queen uh, <laughs> blizzard on a hot Saturday night? Uh, no. Well, you you're will. not living. Or yeah. You will. Yeah. Yeah. He just says these random things. Ma'am, and- ma'am, if you could look away, I'm doing a show, please. <laughs> yeah. Sir, you- I don't like your fucking eyes. Can you go to sleep? <laughs> I don't like your eyes. Did he ever say that? Oh, yeah. I don't like your eyes. Do I you opened go to for sleep? him for about a year and a half, and I just saw him just do some like phenomenal shit, man, that was like next level. And it just made me go, oh, I got to, I want to do that. I want to get good. And he was just like, you got to listen, you got to trust to build a moment, gather some info. And then just about doing it, getting reps of like trusting yourself to think of the funny thing and then say it and then not, you know what I'm saying? Because when I would first start doing crowd work, I wouldn't listen. So I'd be, you know, talking like this and then like, oh, where are you from? Or, or what, you know, has, how long have you guys been together? And then I'd be like, shit, 20 seconds went by and there were no laughs. I'm thinking that, not listening to what they're just saying. So then they stopped talking and I'm like, yeah, you guys look like you're not going to make it. You know, you just say something to panic, to, to fill in the time. Right. And then you're like, and everyone's like, all right, fuck, that was weird. Um, so you learn. Have you ever. Got to sit in the silence. How long did you bomb? How many times have you bombed? I mean, how many times oh, have man. you rose and bombed? Come on. In your oh, life. How many? Nice. A lot? Uh, oh, yeah. Getting going. I mean, look, I did plays, you know, all through high school and college. So I was always comfy on stage. And that's just the writing. So, um, so uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. Once you're getting up there, you go, I, you know, in the, the sets are six, seven, eight minutes. You're like, I can get laughs throughout this. But yeah, am I going to crush for eight minutes? No, that takes a minute to be fucking great. But then I went and did this random comedy festival in Calgary somehow, like when I was three years in. And I remember having like a string of good shows. And I was like, all right, fuck, here we go. And then getting a little too ahead of myself and then coming back to LA and being like, oh, no, that was just. That was just out there. And like, for whatever reason, like that was. Didn't translate. Yeah. And, uh, but that you get better. I always say too, it's like, you know, you, you always want to get off stage with a positive and a negative. I immediately try to not beat myself up over it, which I, you know, do, um, do a lot, <laughs> but I so I throw, all right, what was, what was great here? That was cool. And then what's something to work on? Not even like good and bad, but what's something to work on? What could I, my fiance always gives me shit about that. Cause I'll literally get home and go, oh man. I should have said that in that moment and set for that joke. Or when this crowd work thing happened, I was like, what? Ah, uh, she said that when he said that. And she's like, the moment's over. It's done. Yeah. You did she's it. like, it's stop great. doing that. I go, no, no, I'm not upset or beating myself up. This is how I also like get like process reviewing the game tape. You know what I'm saying? But it's I like, I see, because I, I record my sets and, and sometimes I listen and sometimes I don't. But if I can immediately just, you know, I have a weird way to, if I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, I could have said that. Okay, 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 cool. I can like somehow, uh, uh, pocket that for right, the right. next time um, and not even to say that exact thing the next time it's just muscle memory too of like getting my brain to go because i like that when i do a full hour and change show it's like i plant seeds i used to see patrice o'neill do this when i uh, saw him live where he would you know, do his brilliant act and then he would plant these seeds of crowd work and then tie them all together uh by the end of the show and that's what i uh have started doing in the last few years and it's awesome and i, I it's really fun and uh yeah 
How did you get into like uh, doing impressions? Like you know, you are on Jay Leno on uh, Pam and Tommy, right? You know, then you you know you you're doing Doctor Phil, you're doing all these playing things. Vince McMahon on Young Rock, Vince McMahon on Young Rock. I mean, That's were these something right? as as a young uh, young kid you were doing impressions? Oh yeah. Like what, what like were your top, what your top impressions? As a kid, well, I remember I went to this like Jesus Christ water sports camp with my <laughs> spit take. I was the only Jew there, which the guy tried to convert me to. It was my buddies from high school. They were in a, uh, a, a church group and they took a summer. Uh, it was a camp for like 10 days. It was water sports camp. So from 7 a.m. to like 4 was like on the beach, jet skiing, fucking brilliant boobs and brilliant and just and and uh, <laughs> boats and just basketball, just fun right. in the sun, water sports. And then come back, dinner, and then we all break off into groups. And I'd always be like, yeah, call us, go back to the tent. And the guy was like, no, come come hang with the group. You know? And so then I'd sit in the group and he'd be, and then he'd take me off to the side a few times go, so are you, t- are you tied to, are you tied to Judaism? And I go, yeah, I got a bar mitzvah, you know, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty doubted at this point. But I did, I did too, but I just did it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> did you really? I mean, I didn't. I was, I, 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 you know, no, I mean, I, got I was bar mitzvah, but the, I'm not uh, religious at all. I don't, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I'm very reformed. But go yeah. ahead. And so I'm like, yeah, man, it's it is what it is. I think it's you know, I'm just here for the good times. You I'm know, circumcised, man. I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> dude. I had to show it to him to prove it, and um, and then I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, well, let me go to the. I'll sit down and like participate. Did that? Then they had a talent show. This is what I'm building to. So they had a talent show, and I came up with this idea for my buddies where I would do all these voices, and they would like lip sync all these things. So I basically wrote our whole sketch, and it was me doing the voice I did at that time. Were ready? I did a Bill Clinton. I did a Kermit the Frog. I did a Mike Tyson. I did a, um, a Schwarzenegger and uh, Cosby and Splinter from Ninja Turtles. Wow. By the way, put all those guys in a fucking reality show house <laughs> and see who comes out on top. That's amazing. So it'd be like, you know, it'd be like Splinter would be like, you know, you know, doing something and then, and then Kermit the Frog and then, and then Bill Clinton, you know. And then Mike Tyson, you know, and then, uh, and then Bill Cosby will come through and, hey, Kermit, go to sleep, you know. And then, um, yeah. So and then people loved it. Ate it up. They were like, this Jew's got it. That's what probably triggered you, like, I got to do stand-up. I got to do yeah. stuff like that. But again, it was all for shits and giggles. But it was like to, but it was a fun thing to, they all looked at me being like, hey, funny friend, like, what should we do for the skit? And I just was like, hell yeah. I was like, wow. and so I wrote a whole thing and, and we, you know, get, everybody had a script. And then, uh, so that was cool. But then, and then doing impressions of teachers and friends at school. And then. Like, did you audition for Jay Leno for? Yeah. So my so agent you, hit me up and said, do you have a Jay Leno? And I was like, I had done a couple of videos uh, as him. Uh, for, did you have to audition? Yeah. So did you get dressed up? I, uh, no, but I sent a video that I had where a friend did like a pretty decent chin and makeup so they could see a little bit of that because i saw the one that recently you posted with uh it's you talking to david letterman oh yeah it looks like both of you you're leno and Le- he's letterman oh bro that's incredible well, the- that's incredible if you go on his instagram Shout what's your jeff, instagram adam ray comedy right but jeff richards who was on snl mad tv does an amazing letterman and a slew of other incredible impressions and he does this now thing for his podcast where he has people come on and he does an impression and then they, they do one or he interviews like he he interviewed Bill Burr as Louis Anderson but he he does the deep fake like when we they recorded on some program and the guy spends time to really do it I didn't realize how good it was going to look yeah it looks fucking incredible yeah like yeah it looks like it's Leno and Letterman and so uh 
Yeah, that was cool. How do you, how do you, how are you directed as someone who's doing an impression of, you're playing Jay Leno. Yeah. I mean, how does, what does the director say to you? Uh, could you give a little, or did you just let him do your thing? They, they you do your yeah, thing? they definitely did like say, I think they had me tone down some of the, some of the lispy stuff, right? The, you know, not as much lisp, you know? Right. And uh, which he does have in pockets. Like I ran into him at Flappers. We we're on a show <laughs> together about, two three weeks ago i've done flappers come on man yeah all done great flappers. food oh, yeah. and uh my mom goes you gotta tell him that you play him i was like he's gonna give a shit and i'm walking down the back of the kitchen to the green room and he just turns and he looks at me and goes oh it's the guy who played me on tv and i was like oh you watch it i go i'll quit move back to seattle if you hate it he goes no no i heard it's good i haven't watched it myself but i heard it's good i heard it was grounded i heard it was a big uh, cartoony i heard it was good it's, it's fine. really it's fine. good it's so good and so then i was like all right cool and then uh but then yeah he goes he goes, uh, he goes, I th- he goes, I thought the, the chin was a little too big. I thought the chin was, and then he started just laughing. And I was like, I thought it was actually, <laughs> could, it could have been bigger. Big. And uh, I want you to teach me how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you teach me how to, the, the, the chin was too big. It, it's the kind of a lift like That's that. good, yeah. yeah I can, I, you can teach me. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just I mean, have a good ear. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. And I don't even consider myself an impressionist, but more of, I guess, a, you know, I feel like I've always been able to do voices, but, but, um, Maybe a, a mimic, yeah. Just having a good ear, because there's some where I, I know certain impressionists that are on SNL that are like, man, I listen, I study, I work on ones too. I find one, I go, I want to get good at that. For me, it's like if I try it and it's in the wheelhouse, then I can you do, just it. Like, do it. Yeah, like I did ADR for Robert Downey Jr. for a couple movies, and I just go when when it came through, I was like, I've never tried to do that, and I tried, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I can kind of do like a. A decent one, you know. What does he? How does he talk? So we're sitting here on uh, show RDJ here. So Iron Man one, Iron Man two. There's uh, obviously more movies I've done. Heart and Souls, uh, <laughs> Chocolate I auditioned for, but Johnny Depp got it. But you know, Karma, she shit in his bed. Well, we don't know. It tastes like human shit. I didn't eat it, but I heard he did. So anyway, so we're here on uh, Inside of You or Inside with You. Are we inside of? So we're inside together. The house uh, that Rosenbaum built. It's a very nice house. A lot of puppets. Not enough puppets, some would say. But um, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. But, but I love it. Yeah. Do you fine. just torment your fiance with these impressions? No, no, no. no. Do you not do your sketch, your sketch, your, your stand up special? Be goofy. Do you ever try no. to, like, you never run lines with her? You I've never probably do said, yeah, I think I've probably said, like, it's usually after a show if I'm on the road and, and she's not with me and I'll tell her a certain moment that happened and she thinks it's funny or she hears me editing clips or something and, and she'll laugh. But she's also a great supporter of. She loves it. I mean, she's now in voiceover, animation, casting. And and when she moved out here, she was just working the r- restaurant um, game and crushing that and and uh, and then started to just get more and more around the business. And then she got into script supervising and she was being uh, sc- uh, scripty on sets. And then she started working in production and loved that. And then uh, now she's doing this. But she comes to show, I mean, you know, it came last night and, and uh, uh, to the show. And then she, um, no, sorry. And then she, um, uh, she just loves it. She loves being around it. And she loves, and she also knows my show's always different. And she, you know, will even like, she's really funny herself. So she'll like say, she'll like, you know, not tell me tags, but she'll think of funny stuff and, and add, add on to it. You know, I see these, but not like Gaffigan's wife who like writes Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's another level. That's another level. Yeah. But I, I noticed, like, uh, on your Instagram, it's like you're friends with The Rock, you're friends with Dana Carvey. And I'm like, what? I'm like, how many people ever go, hey, could you get Dana Carvey on my podcast? Oh yeah, hey, a lot. Um, a lot of people, right? Yeah, you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I did. Did you really? Probably. Why would I want David Carvey? I'm like David Car- Carney. Yikes. Well, <laughs> why would I want David Carney on my? <laughs> well, if I'm being perfectly honest, David Carney would do it he would and he would actually help you get dana 
probably better than I could. <laughs> David Carney. David would, Carney. That was amazing. <laughs> that was just you being nervous though for the idea David, of him even David being Carney on. David Carney. I would be nervous. I would be, I'd be a little nervous. I, uh, who is David Carney? Where, who, I don't let's know. Break the, no, David let's, Carney. Let's fill out his backstory. <laughs> uh, People he's think a, he's tied to the Carney hot dog. He's uh, a former English teacher. Okay. Um, out of Hoboken. He hates turn-ons include. Uh, not telling any Nathan's hot dog stories. Yep. Or jokes. Coney. Carney. Yep. It's Carney. Carney, yeah. David Carney. Turnoffs include people that uh, don't know how to use your versus your or you Ooh. are. Do you ever mess that up by accident and feel stupid? Oh, I did it on a, a post the other day and some uh, girl hit me up and goes, hate to be this person, but it's this. And I was like, you know what? I actually take pride in, in yes, so fuck, thank you, but also. Okay. I've done it with typing really fast, and all of a sudden you're like, "Ugh, your is apostrophe." Gotta do R. it. It and says then I go, a lot. It's your apostrophe R E. Sorry, the way, I'm an idiot. I judge when someone sends it through if they don't know it right. I, mean, like, I just type fast. I don't even think about things. Well, maybe I should think about clean things. it up before how David did, Carney how, comes on. How did you become? F I mean, you're, you're such a likable guy. I mean, and you're funny, but like The Rock. Yeah, you're friends with him. Yeah, you're friends with the fucking Rock. How did your friendship with The Rock happen? So during COVID. I was like, I once things shut down, I was like, oh, we're not going anywhere for a minute. I'm talking to a handful of comics that are like very bummed, as I was. We're like, oh man. And there's some talk of like, is is stand up even going to come back? I mean, truly, there was no sign of of even the business coming back. It was like, is that the end of TV and movies? You know, all these people were trying to do these like Zoom shows, some stand up shows, but then like Zoom TV shows where it was just. And I was like, fuck. I mean, it was such a um, high level of uncertainty. And I was like, well, I got to control what I can control, which is trying to, you know, for myself and my own sanity, trying to create and put up more content, do dumb little videos. I had a friend, maybe these like little braces. I would do these little characters. And then I did some puppet stuff, made some songs. And then I was like, I'm just going to try to be thinking more in terms of like just putting up funny stuff. So I see um, a, a post, a headline that Gwyneth Paltrow was selling candles that smell like her vagina, right? Through her company called Goop, right? Right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Bri, you with me on that one? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, they sold out in like 10 minutes, like these candles that smell like her vagina. And I was like, whoa. And then, um, I was, and I was like, well, who's the male equivalent to that? And, uh, who would like, so like ball scented candles. So I was like, oh, you know, as so I posted the thing and then I just was like, and I never tagged the people, but I tagged the rock and I was like, Hey, your move, man. Like fucking, they're going to sell those like, you know, equality. Like you, you got to sell the ball, get on that, hit up Yankee doodle candle company, whatever. And then I start just as a joke. And it was really just the whole post also just being like, wow, like, look, like how funny the world we live in where she made those and they sold out and people want them. It just, that was to me, the, the bulk of it was like, this is crazy. Like life is crazy. Don't tell, and he responded. And so I started getting all these messages being like, oh. how do you know the rock? And I was like, oh, everybody knows the rock. And then I look at the post and he had commented on it. Like, brother, I've been trying to get you know, uh, ball sending candles going, but I keep uh, burning my dick on the wax or something like, and then <laughs> something else. And then he just made a joke and then, and then he followed me and then we just started keeping in touch. And then, uh, and then he sent me uh, a couple voice notes saying he'd been following my stuff and keep at it. We'll have some Terramana when things resume and, and life gets back to normal. And then I got the audition for Vince McMahon and, and I was like, I don't know if this came from you, but you know, Thanks, man. Show looks dope. Uh, very cool that they're, you know, you're doing this um, on your story and, and how things came to be. And then I went uh, out with a buddy of mine to Chappelle's um, uh, summer camp in Ohio where he lives in, in Yellow Springs. And uh, and I get a, and I had been at that point been joking about, 
I went on like Spade Show and a few other podcasts and I was had this running bit of like the rocks ghosting me because I left him my number in the in the Instagram thing and I, and then I just hadn't heard from him for like five months. So I was just like, yeah, the rocks like we had this friendship and now he's throwing it all away and just whatever. It was, it was a fun like right. thing to to joke about. And then I just get a text that says, hey, it's DJ The Rock in parentheses. Let me know when you get on the phone. And I had been joking about this, so I thought something one of my buddies was fucking me. Wait, he wants you to call him? Yeah. Were you nervous? Yeah, but I also didn't think it was him because I was just like, again, I've been joking about this. So a buddy of mine is texting me from a number that's I don't know, saying, you know what I'm saying? Right. So then I uh, get a voicemail from him the next day, and then I call him, and he goes, give me your best Vince McMahon impression. And I did. And I was taking a poo at the time. And uh I don't know why that was relevant, but it just adds to the- <laughs> That's where you hey, are. that's where I was, trying to paint the picture. And then got it, and then, and then we talked like, for like- <laughs> That's really funny. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. And then we just chatted for like two hours about everything, about sports, about comedy, about single mom life, about what? family stuff, about sports, about wrestling, crowd work, and how he you know, loves these clips I post because he's like, that was my favorite part of doing it in the ring was like breaking the fourth wall and going off script. He's like, not everybody could do it, and I love to do it. And, and we started really diving in on, on that aspect of performing. And it was like, we've been friends for 30 years. And I was like, man, I should record that whole conversation, put Jeez. it out as a podcast. And, uh, and then I even asked him at one point, I go, why haven't you done, I was like, you gotta do stand up. We gotta do like a young rock you know, tour. And he was like, I could just come out. And he's like, but I want to, he's like, everyone's got to write jokes for me. They're just like the worst. I want to come out and just bomb. I was like, well, yeah, because if you bomb, you can just pull the shirt down a little, show a little nip. Everyone will go crazy. And you, you always have a way to save the joke. <laughs> sure. And then he's like, uh, and he's just got a comics brain too. He's real quick, <clears throat> filthy, but like articulate and, and, and has like a real respect for the craft, but like a real connection to it, which is why he, he, uh, he loves performing because he's like the wrestling, which I didn't realize. I, watched a decent amount of wrestling growing up but now have obviously gone back to really um you know insert myself in that world and man like the showmanship level at at, at a certain time was like bonkers i didn't really appreciate it as a kid like how much to create these characters but then like the commitment level is like pretty high um but anyway so then we just uh he's just been cool man and, i love and, that and, what uh, a great story man we don't talk you know every but week, still, but it's like, cool. He acknowledged you. He likes you. He thinks you have mutual respect. He sent me a for video just last night of him just taking a video of uh, of one of the episodes coming up. It was a big scene where Vince is basically telling um, uh, the guy Uli, who plays uh, the oldest rock, that he's um, uh, about changing his name and about going to Madison Square Garden and doing WrestleMania for the first time. And, and he, he sent, sent you the clip. He sent me a clip of that, and then just said like, "Great job, brother," and blah blah. blah. And he's so it's like he'll you know. That's cool, and knowing that so, I feel like I what did a guy. A, I like yeah. him so much more now. I'm gonna follow him. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, this is called shit talking with Adam Ray. These are my patrons who I love dearly. Who yeah. Keep the show running. Go to Patreon.com/slash inside of you. I'll write you a message after. I, I love you. Thanks for supporting the show. Rapid fire. You gonna answer these questions? Here we go. You Great. ready for this? Yeah. yeah. Leanne, really love the show Young Rock. What was it like working with The Rock himself? Is he as kind as he seems to be? You, you just kind of talked about it. Just kind of broke it down, but got to go visit him on the set of Black Adam in Atlanta. And uh, I just reposted this video. He did a little uh, fun video uh, with me where I was talking to his cardboard cutout. And I then, just saw that. Yeah. Look on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but sweet heart of a guy. And like what I think is cool is uh, no. When people say like, 
hey, let me know if you got any questions or whatever to like to talk about, you know, Vince or the part of the show. Like every time I've said like, you got five minutes, he fucking makes time. And that's another thing where you go, you have no time because you're doing everything. How does he do it? I don't know. I don't have any time for, and I have all the time. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Michelle K. Ah, uh, Sizzle. Ask him if he has ever had a joke stolen and how he handled it. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that same guy who stole all those jokes. Dax Shepard. No. Yeah, man, I'll say it. Dax Just, yeah. stole your show? And, and I'll say it because I love Dax. He's a good guy. I do too. Um, and, uh, and I l would love to rip it up on his pod at some point. And I would definitely bring this up because I feel like he's the type of guy that would uh, vibe on it. So I, I used to do this bit, this Folgers coffee bit, right? It's a joke that a lot of my comrades I've come up with, like, uh, attached to me in their knowledge of, like, when we started, because it was like, I would open and close with it. I wouldn't, but I would always, whether it was a five-minute set or a 10-minute set or a 20-minute set, I was doing it, where it was this dumb joke where I would go, you know, talking about the misleading slogans and advertising, and I go, uh, you know, so it's a commercial for Folgers Coffee, and, you know, um, uh, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup, and I go, eh, is it? You know, to me, that's always be the best part of waking up is not dying in your sleep. And then I'll get a big laugh and then I'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then a couple other stupid lines after that. And I was at the improv and Dax was starting to maybe pop around like he was doing stand up. Yeah. Like you see some I of remember. these guys do. Yeah. And, I was and doing so, it too. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, he's doing comedy. And, uh, and then somebody said, oh, he's maybe just working out some stories for Conan that he's doing tomorrow. So I'm like, oh, even cooler. I get to fucking watch him do that. And then see, and then I'll watch Conan tomorrow and see what he works out. So I go on before him, do some stuff. I had a pimp my ride joke that crushed. <laughs> and then uh, and then the Folgers bit. And I close with that. And I get off. And I walk by. And I was like, man, so nice to meet you. And he goes, dude, great job. He goes, that Folgers bit was so funny. I go, thanks, man. Cut to I'm watching Conan the next night. And out of nowhere, with no context, Dax does the Folgers bit. And I go whoa were you pissed yeah and then i also just was like and my buddy was like we we're watching and he just goes holy shit and he goes flattering right i go i don't know what i feel right now but also because that was it was the first time i had that happen and i was what three no four years no 2010 yeah maybe three four years in and uh i was like well, i clearly i'm not gonna do anything about it because he's actually like what am i and also and my buddy's like, maybe he just didn't know. And we kept trying to find these ways to like massage it and make it better. But it was like, no, he saw me do it. Probably was like, who's that guy? Exactly. Nobody knows. I'm doing the couch right. tomorrow. That's a funny thing. I want to say it. Although, you know, you think about that. I'm not defending anybody, but I'm just saying, you know, you hear a funny joke and you're like, oh my God, that's such funny. And you want to tell everybody else that joke. You always go and tell that joke. But great. Now. That, no, that 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 version I'm, of the story works if he go if he looks in the camera and goes this comedian last night Adam Ray said that man was it funny and I just wanted to tell you guys here too right I, I hear you yeah I hear you but you when you pass happy. it off when you pass it off as your own then you go oof but uh, do you still use that joke no oh. but also <laughs> yeah but I credit Dak Shepard now <laughs> but I um oh, no I I uh, I also know. Uh, no hard feelings, no judgment, because you're just like, man, I don't know, he fucking was just like, I got to get something it, on, I got to yeah. be funny. But at that time, I guess it was more really the idea of just like my first taste of like, oh man, write more personal shit 
my, write more jokes about playing Wolverine at Universal Studios and having a single mom and having a fucking you know white rapper brother in law you know named Dirte. Write more stuff <laughs> that's um, that's that's like that that people can't take. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's really what the lesson was. Uh, and again, just trying to have that that glass half full thing. It was like, all right, th- that sucked, but um, but what now? What you know, adjust. That being said, I love you, Dex. You're hilarious and your pod's great. And um, and hey, man, but if you- fuck you, <laughs> but fuck you. No, uh, Raj, what's the worst heckler you've had to deal with at a show, and how did you handle him? Uh, I had a woman throw a wine glass at me. Whoa, uh, come on! I, I was in Paso Robles. She buddy, had kicked out, of course. Yeah, thank you. I, Paso Robles wine country. <laughs> they did not have comedy up there. My buddy used to live up there. He he ran a, a little show upstairs at a brewery. They packed in about 300 people. I'm doing all these jokes about playing Wolverine at Universal Studios. And uh, that was my life at the time. So I just had 20 minutes on theme park shit. And, uh, and I'm looking down in between jokes. And she had said something earlier that was a little uh, off color and, and just annoying and drunk and obnoxious. And I said, she, at one point she goes, you should just come give me a kiss. And I was like, should I let her give me a kiss? And everyone was like, yeah. So I went over there and she like licked the side of my face. And then I made some, you know, dumb joke about being like, oh, man, I didn't know you could get HPV and herpes and fucking blah, blah, and one, you know, lick. How many licks does it take to get to the top of Cougar Mountain or something I said? And uh, and then she, and I walk back to the middle stage and I'm looking down, thinking of the next joke and laughs are dying down. And I'm just like, I just see my peripheral vision, just this. And then I just see that, like from this side. And so quickly that I didn't even have time to process it. I didn't have time to like, you know, and it was just, I just went like that. Did the, you, the base the, of the wine glass hits my palm and it's just sweaty enough and hot, whatever, to where like part of the glass like hit and st- stuck almost in the webbing of my hand to where all I had to do was just wrap around the base of the glass. Kid you not, I'll call Brett Riley right now. He's confirmed it for me before on a podcast where I catch it out of midair and then I slowly turn to my hand and I go, ah! <laughs> and everybody goes nuts. And I walked over and I set it down on her table and I said, I told you I'm Wolverine, bitch. Don't fuck with me. And people went nuts. And then they kicked her out. And then I got smoked out by this couple in the back of their uh, fucking uh, Subaru that had two doors and they got into a big fight. And I just stayed in the back and I tried to like slip out behind them because they got into a big fight. And I was like, can you guys let me out? Like this is getting pretty heated and I'm very high and I don't want to be back here. And so like I pushed the girl's seat up and like slithered out. And then... uh, and then went back and then the woman was outside the hotel where we were staying and she like like was so drunk and was yelling at me and, and was just like, you embarrassed me in front of my friends. And I was like, you threw a wine glass at me and I caught it. And then they kicked you out. <laughs> and uh, and oh then I uh, Good Lord. And then I fell asleep in the shower, fully clothed a couple of times. <laughs> and then I threw a, a Marie Callender's chicken pot pie at the window and broke it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a night yeah by the way do you do you even weird question but do you even talk to your dad your, your, oh yeah you do oh yeah all the time i mean i'm once i got to college and he started reaching out and was like i was like i'd rather have a relationship with him than not so he supports you he oh yeah full on like all about it watches oh, everything that's nice. yeah sends me thing re, i re, i rewatch this again on youtube i rewatch you know always yeah and my sister's got a little different take on things you know so but i again i'm just like i mean i've been there for him in more ways than one. His wife passed uh, right uh, during uh, COVID, 
And so he's by himself now. So I try to hit him up every day with not a, if not a text, a FaceTime, just to. You're always just the one. Keep, You're always the one reaching out. Totally. You're always the one getting, making everybody happy. Totally. You're still that one, Adam. Totally. But that's a good quality. I have yeah. that quality, I believe. And I. Uh, you can get taken advantage it's of. It's exhausting. It is. But, but you know, you, you feel like, you know, you're doing good, some good things. What's the alternative to not do it and let him just like, and go fucking, I mean, look, yeah, there's times. Let even, someone else do it. My let fiance him. has learned of some of the things of how like, you know, poorly treated my mom was and how sad she was. And that makes, and for how much of a, a gangster my mom is, makes uh, me and my fiance, when she brings it up, I'm like, yeah, that sucks. And she's like, how do you look at him and not, or just treat him as well as you do after all that. I'm like, because at this point, what's the fuck? He's 78. Like, I'm like, yeah. really going to hold on to that? And like. It'd probably there, be worse for you if you did hold on to it. Yeah. And there was a time where he had his gnarly surgery about a year and a half ago and he was in the hospital and things were a little complicated and 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 he wasn't sure if he was if, how it was going to turn out. And I went up there again and for a couple of days in, in Oregon and, and stayed with him. And my mom FaceTimed me and they don't really talk at all it's all through like us like how are you doing how say hi to this or they see each other on facebook and so they facetime for the first time in probably i don't know 10 years Jeez. and it was a crazy moment like and then my dad like just broke down and said like i'm sorry to her wow it was crazy that would never happen with my family really that's crazy yeah that's awesome but it never happened we can get into my family another time part People two no uh this has been awesome dude i love having you on it's like do we cover believe, everything oh my god you, but you just have to come back on sometime, okay you know a, a treat but one this to come was on a for blast, a long time man. You're, yeah you're a, i you're gotta a, do you have one yes tell everybody about your podcast about last night podcast find it on youtube itunes uh pete holmes episode just dropped today sandra bullock's been on bill burr michael rosenbaum jason derulo i haven't Patrick been on harris hey you have Oh yeah, that was a long time ago though. Yeah, it was I, a, I need to be a on year again. before COVID. Yeah, yeah. I need to Over back. at the um, um, there's a studio that was it was high uh, up. where the 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 hobbits are, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Those uh, the guys, the hobbits. Uh, my friends. Why don't I? What? Uh, Dom, Dom, Dom Monahan. It's uh, it's up on oh, floor twenty yeah, or something. It, that, on Vine. And yeah, 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 yeah. Cooler so, studio now over on Melrose. Really? Two minutes from here. Yeah. Across. Who from books Pink your Taco. guests? Me. See, I book all my guests too. Yeah, it's hard. Oh man, I had Chevy Chase uh, on because his daughter. I um, love to have Chevy Chase. His daughter plays keyboard at the comedy store, and she's a comic, and she helped facilitate that. Sandra, I just you know get from me, Melissa. Good uh, lord, yeah. son. Yeah. Oh, we have to have more conversations with Adam here. Help me out. Help <laughs> I can get mind. you my. I can get you Dan Carney and my brother-in-law. Could you get me David Carney? David uh, Carney. Oh yeah, I said Dan Carney. Dan I think that's Carney. a real guy. Oh Dan, Dude, who is your dream guest though? Um, has anyone ever asked you that? Gary Oldman. Wow. Keanu Reeves, who wow. I worked with. Wow, you worked with Keanu on what? Yeah, um, on a movie called Sweet November. And I played a transvestite, and he was always so wonderful to me. He's like, whoa, you look great. And I'm like, dude, thanks, man. He's like, I go, you want to give me a hug? He's like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he, I wow. called him Keanu. I was like, hi, Keanu. Good morning. So funny. He was great. I'll show you some pictures. Bro, that's a pod I would I would put love to. And I'm of- I'm close on getting him. My friend Dan's really close friends Let's with him. Let's go. And I'm like I'm like Dan, just tell him we did a movie together. We were so cool. Yeah. It's not Dan Carney, is it? It's not David. David Carney. David Carney. All right, I love you so much. I love you too. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be inside of you today. You were it was gentle and it always is. Exactly what I expected. Good. I like that. There you have it. Thank you Adam for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. I'm going to just give myself a quick pick of the nose and uh yeah thanks for coming on the podcast that was a lot of fun talking to him some guests uh when i'm talking to them time goes very slowly 
and other guests, it goes fast because he had something to say. And uh, I like when people talk. That makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. When they don't talk, I have to get things out of them. But um, we still got some stuff out of Adam Ray, so thank you. Um, thank you for again for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting. If you didn't know, get go to the Inside of You online store to get cool merch, sunspin.com to check out when our album's coming out and uh, to buy merch and to Zoom with us and um, follow us on all our handles at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. Um, I guess that's really it. The patron, of course, go to patreon.com slash inside of you to support the podcast. We need you. We need you. Um, and I want to thank Jason Nelkin for his awesome editing. Ryan Teas, my co-host here, who's who's just the engineer slash co-host slash Guns and Roses slash slash Guns slash. <laughs> and um, of course, Bryce. Bryce couldn't do it without you, buddy. Uh, my producer Bryce really puts it all together and makes it easy for this guy to to be able to handle all this stuff. You really help me out and uh that's about what it is making life as easy as you can making bryce makes things easier for me you make things easier for me jason it's like it's a team man i I honestly i don't know what i would do i would just be like all right i guess i quit i don't know what the hell to do what am i supposed to do we got a good unit we got a good um we figured it out you have a good unit i do have a good unit (laughs) he looks into the camera (laughs) <laughs> oh man, now it's time for the patron shout outs. Give me the drum roll. Here we go. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P. By the way, thank you for sticking around. Uh, I know we have a new Talkville podcast, uh, and a lot of people are joining patron, and it means the world to me that a lot of people are joining patron for Talkville and inside of you. It's just miraculous, and uh, I hope you don't leave inside of you. Um, and it means the world to me. And also make sure you listen to Talkville or watch Talkville. It's a really fun rewatch podcast. You could start, we're only on episode 11, so you guys can catch up easily or just start out with the episode that's about to air. Here we go. Robert B, Jason W. Did I say Nico P? I think I did. Sophie M, Kristen K, Raj C, Joshua D, CJP, Jennifer N, Stacey L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, Mike E, Eldon Soprano, 99 more, Ramira, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P. Didn't we say Leanne P already? No, we didn't, but we'll say her again, even if we didn't. Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda. And nice, random. Nice. Chris H, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Tabitha T, Tom N, Liliana A, Talia M, Betsy D, Chad L, Marion, Meg K, Dan N, Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon C. Correct. Corey K, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Andy T, Gavinator, David uh, C, David C, John B, Brandy D, Yavor, Camille S, The Chief, Joey M, Design OTG, Eugene and Leah, Nikki G, Corey, Katie B, Nicole, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando C, Caroline D, Christine S, Sarah S, Eric H, Jennifer R, Shane R, Emma R, Jeremy V, Andrew M, Robert G, Zitoichi, Zetoichi, 77, he told me once and I just keep messing it up, Andreas N, Oracle, Chris R, Michael F, Karina N, hi Karina, Samantha, Michelle, that's Samantha W. Michelle D, Amanda R, Lovecraft. Ezine? Lovecraft Ezine. 
Cool. Amanda S. and Jen B. Great. Those are the top tier uh, patrons. Patrons. Those are the, uh, those are, uh, those are the folks that help the podcast. Yeah. What would you do without them? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, from the Hollywood Hills up in California and the hills of California, I'm Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Ryan Taylor. I'm still here. You're still here. Give a yeah, little yeah, wave to the right. camera. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. And um, of course, be good to yourself. Have a good week. We'll see you right here. Be good to yourself. We'll see you. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.